For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. This is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Truly good, Pastors. Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. And of course, we are joined by the one, the only, the stand, the man, the myth, the legend, Antonio, a.k.a. the Bananas Defender. What's really good, guys? What's up? Apparently, Antonio decided he missed us too much that he couldn't go on vacation. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Bro, I should be on the beach right now in Myrtle. But, you know, We're supposed to turn it up. Yo, but, you know, like, so I was supposed to go. Literally, the day before we were supposed to leave, my friend was like, oh, we are eligible for, if you want to reschedule it, we can. If we go, you know, when COVID's not a thing anymore. And I'm like, Fuck it, let's just go now and see what happens. COVID is very much a thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but so we, we rescheduled and uh, that's why I'm here today. But next week, I will not be here, guaranteed. All right, Becky, how's things hanging with you? Oh, you know, same old, same old. I'm pretty boring, but you know, I'm just living life here in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. Now, guys, pardon me. I haven't got my hair cut, shaved. I'll be looking fly tomorrow, but not today. And I scratched my face at work, so that's why I have the band aid. Plus, I have been super sick the past couple of days. Just a regular cold, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Um, before we get into the episode, I definitely wanted to talk about the Naya and Jordan live. It just so happened that that came out the day that you know we already put out the podcast we already recorded everything so that stuff wasn't included but uh i assure you i got time today one moment yeah i did not see that because i honestly didn't you didn't think miss it you today. didn't miss it you just seen jordan 
barely talk, and Nia do her white apology thing. It was fucking pathetic. Fucking pathetic. And the people who's defending it are even more pathetic. Fucking pathetic. Here, go, here, here goes some stuff that I got beef with. One, I don't even know why I, I don't even know why Naya did this whole thing. I understand you and Jordan are cool. You want to look out for your homeboy, but this wasn't a good look. This wasn't a good look. He spit Cheerios at you. He said he has said the N-word multiple times in front of you on the phone. Said the N-word multiple times. And and let me tell you who makes me so fucking sick. The people who swear to God are just like, oh, but he's held himself accountable and he's grown. And all of it is just so fucking pathetic. From jump. Yo, big shout out to Challenge and Bother. I see you guys. Challenge fans, anybody else who's watching it. Uh, and a big shout out to Gamer. And a big shout out to Julian. You know, love the stands. Love the stands. You guys are a viable part of the challenge community. And I want to show you guys some love. We're shaking with y'all. So, on to this whole Naya and Jordan thing. Now, a lot of people, or some people, mostly assholes, talking about the stand agenda. God. I think some people ultimately give the stands way too much credit and way too much power. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Around the time of the of the Dirty 30, um, you know, when Cara Maria Defender, uh, yes, stand groups were very, very big and they had a lot to say. Unfortunately, a lot of it was negative. A lot of it was some bullshit. A lot of it was trolling. Stands can be problematic, but since when it stands the the standard that we hold everybody to standards are their own stands are their own little thing uh isn't that right antonio <laughs> we have one in our stand. crew how do you feel about people saying fuck the stands and all stands are weird and you hide behind faceless profiles um i use my face in my picture now oh on your stand Good profile you. what about the yeah. people who don't i mean See, I'm the I'm the type of person to always show my face for the most part. Like I'll never like I'm not shy of the camera. So, I what I say, I know it's gonna get back to me. Like I know my face is shown for the people that don't have that picture out there, and they say all this shit. They're kind of giving a free pass because they know it can't get traced back to them, especially when they use a fake name, or you know, like it's it's a whole different thing. Because like when even on, even on a podcast, you have your name. Your name's out there. You yeah. didn't say shit to the extent. Oh, yeah. But like, if you say something offensive, it's going to get back to you. So if you're on a stand Twitter account, you can say whatever the fuck you want and you know it's not going to get traced back to the person who you are. If you get what I'm trying to say. Right. But I do think a fair amount of, of people who are stands, people know who they are. There's a good amount. There's some that still people don't know nothing about. And there are some uh, that do coward shit behind. I mean, uh, everyone, everyone's a coward on like, Not everyone. So not a, lot everybody. Of, a lot of people. Mal <laughs> not everybody. Malik can see you when he sees you. <laughs> so a lot of people nowadays are keyboard warriors. They'll say what they want on Twitter or any other social media platform. And Absolutely. know that. Because they know like, oh, if I'm in New York and you're in California, we're not going to like actually meet in person. We're not going to start a fight or whatever it is. So I can say whatever I want to say. Everybody's like that. Not everybody's like that. Malik yeah, is one I know. Of you will go to California and fight the motherfucker, but it's okay. Malik, no, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> and, 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 and don't get me like that. 
But Malik is willing to take one day off of work and travel up to 1,500 miles, and we can settle that shit straight up and down. Uh, Becky, what do you feel about the stands having so much power as to just, you know, overthrow the fucking government or just ruin somebody's whole, whole challenge career? I honestly think that it is true. They're giving us way too much credit. I consider myself to be, I guess, a stand account. I never, I never really hid behind one. I always had my face really as my profile picture. Um, but I don't think we really have that much power. We shouldn't, uh, at the end of the day, but I think that they're so obsessed with, well, my, the person they like hates the person I like. So that's why they're all up in arms. It's not because he's actually racist. It's because I'm a Cara fan that I hate him. That's why I hate Jordan because not because he's racist. Well, no, they were saying it because they said, oh, all the Cara fans are coming because of, because he doesn't like Cara. And I was like, it has nothing to do with Cara. It has everything to do with the fact that I never liked his ass. He's condescending. He's rude. He's made multiple comments that have been both disrespectful and ignorant. He hasn't changed the way he treated Turbo last season, the way he was condescending towards the way, you know, where he was from, the way he spoke, the way he walked to everything that he did was very, in my mind, racist, even though he didn't slay a racial slur, which would be the stupidest thing in the world because Turbo would murder him. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's not because I'm a Cara fan. It's because I've never liked Jordan, not even from day one. I've never liked him. Let me tell you what the stand agenda is. Stand agenda is accountability and parity. So Jordan has apologized for using the N-word multiple times. Let me tell you something. This nigga has used the N-word more than anybody else on the challenge. He has apologized for it several times, right? Do y'all believe it? Let me tell you something. Mel Gibson has apologized several times for making anti-Semitic statements. He has apologized several times. He has met with Jewish leaders. He has Jewish friends. Do you believe him? Do you believe for one second he's not anti-Semitic? No? You think he's full of shit? Accountability. Jordan had himself accountable, and you guys just sucked his dick over it. Just sucked his whole dick over it. Oh, but he has grown. He has grown. Man, I had never seen somebody use the N-word. He told Marlon Ben Roethlisberger was acting like a nigger. And then felt free, and this is he's done this more than one time. Explain the difference between a nigger and a nigger. If you, Jesus Christ, and you got defended, defended, it's fucking disgusting, fucking clowns, the lot of them. Um, another big thing now, I don't got no beef with Tori. I always liked Tori, I thought she was cool. She's a cheat, but I don't have really any beef with Tori. But Tori was spamming the comments with love. And don't get me wrong, not everybody who came into that live had the best of intentions. How do you guys feel about Tori spamming out people who was feeling some kind of way? I'm an African-American male. I'm not a stand. My face is out there. I'm educated. I'm not overly emotional or stir up a whole bunch of shit for the sake of stirring up shit. I remember when this whole thing went down and I was wildly offended still to this day. Jordan has not been held accountable by anybody else besides himself. If Jordan is so anti-racist, if Jordan is so unproblematic, where are all the other black cast members besides, besides Naya? And fuck it, throw Tori in there too, because they're the only ones defending him. If somebody hopped out and said, and don't mean to throw his name in there because he's all cool and got mad love for him. Let's just say somebody said, oh, Derek Kaczynski is a raging racist. 
How many challenge competitors you think would stand up for him and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's never been racist. Somebody said, oh, Sarah Rice is a raging racist. She said this. She said that. Everybody would be like, what are you talking about? And they would come to defend her. No one's coming to Jordan's defense. And this silence speaks volumes. Now, also, I just wanted to point out, also, I apologize for cutting you off. Like, I know you're on good. a roll. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ammo actually went on a podcast where he was discussing that they openly know that these people are racist. MTV knows. That, I mean, obviously, they do deep background checks, the amount of interviews that they do. They, they go around and do all those things. So they know when these people are racist. He said on multiple occasions that he also made a lot of um, transphobic comments towards him and very um, just anti-gay stuff that he said towards him during his season. He wasn't a fan of Jordan. He said, and he even said, he's like, yeah, we're all cool now. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change what he said and that he truly does believe these things. Like you can have beliefs, you can, but you understand that these beliefs are wrong and you're going to be held accountable for them. At the right. end of the day, I can't change Jordan's mind, but it doesn't make him right. It doesn't make it okay. Oh, he believes that it, it's okay. No, exactly. it's not okay. And the same people shout, don't believe ammo. Don't believe ammo. He's full of shit. Why? Um, what did Tori do? Because I was in vacation mode after we stopped recording. So I don't know. On any challenge stuff, I don't know what happened. So while Naya was doing most of the talking, just absolving Jordan of any wrongdoing, saying shit like, oh, I know it didn't come from a racial place and <laughs> shit like that, uh, Tori would just like spam the comments with love and would just send out these big rows of hearts. And every time somebody tried to get a word in, she just kept trying to spam it out and drown out the voices of people who felt some kind of way. You know, some of us are, are very, gotcha. very, some of us have been hurt. Some of us are still hurt by what went down. I watched that shit live. I watched the after show. I'd seen the interviews, so I am informed. And I'm not just some dumb fucking stan or, you know, some dumb problematic Twitter account. You know, I can read the fucking room. So, now I, sorry. go ahead. No, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm going to say this and it might be very controversial. <laughs> but someone who is not, I'm not black, not African American. I don't understand. But for me to try and say to you, who is black, who has to deal with this racism and the systematic oppression to tell you how you need to get over it. You need to let people grow. You need to not let this offend you and get over it kind of situation is wrong. I am not the one he attacked. He attacked you and people of color. I'm very glad. I'm very glad you brought that up. That was another point I wanted to hear up. Um, one thing uh, Zach said on Saniac podcast, he was talking about, um, all of you people who don't allow civil discourse and the people who don't allow them to grow or learn from their behaviors, you're the problem. And I love it when white people tell me how mad I shouldn't be or what the fuck I got to do. I don't got to do shit but stay black and fucking die. I was offended. I don't feel like anybody in any type of power has held Jordan accountable. I don't believe that his behavior has been held in parity when compared to the other MTV cast members who got axed. Jordan apologized. So did Taylor. Jordan was held accountable. Taylor had to be put up on the show and explain her fucking tweets. Oh, this was mad long ago. Taylor's was mad long ago. Where is the parody? Why is he being treated different? I've been screaming this for a while. Accountability and parody. And don't tell me how the fuck to feel when I'm offended. I hate it when white people tell me, oh, just get over it. Stop being mad. Let them grow. Let me tell you something. 
Would you scream at that shit when Corey slammed uh, Tony? Oh, let him grow. It's real easy. This it's real easy. I find it funny how some people find it real easy to forgive a lot of the white cast members for a lot of shit. This uh, and, and and the reason why I don't buy all of this Jordan apology shit is the white apology tour. We've seen it before. Remember Kramer from Seinfeld got caught saying some racist shit? What do you do? Go kiss Jesse Jackson's ass. Oh, I apologize. I'm working with the black leaders. I have black friends. We heard this shit all before. We've heard it before. So don't tell me not to get mad. Don't tell me not to get mad. If we've got into it with podcasts before and I, you know, try real hard to keep shit, keep shit cool. I don't like beef with people too much, but that Saniac shit was fucking trash. Trash from, from the ground up. Uh, you know, these, these guys, they swear to God, they are the uh, moral compass for everything to challenge. And you're not. <laughs> you can't speak for me. You're not the moral compass. Don't speak for me. You have a platform. Use it as you see fit. I'm not the type to sit here and tell you to go shut the fuck up and have several fucking seats. But don't tell me how to feel. I feel how I feel. And fuck you. Anyway, let's keep it. You know what? I should have said that. should have said that. See, we're alive. I felt real, real tight about that. And and yo, they've been they've been taking their little shots, some direct, some indirect. I've been letting I've been letting a lot of shit slide. And stop trying me. Leave me the fuck alone. Y'all stay over there with it. I'm not fucking with them. Y'all ready to move on to this episode? I think I said about all I gotta say. Yo, fuck the other side. Fuck Jordan. Let's keep it pushing. Let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. The great thing about facts. They're proven, like the fact that crude oil contains impurities, or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities, and the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Get a $22 Shell gift card with a Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Purchase. Ends 31421. Terms apply. Details at Pennzoil.com slash oil change offer. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Because they ain't us, Malik. They're Tell my black ass. Tell my black ass not to be mad. You must be at your fucking cotton picking mind. Jesus Christ. You just say cotton picking mind. <laughs> Gabe say he'll bail me out. I got my own bail money. You see my PayPal accounts? I'm playing with me. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, hey, Gabe is ready to come back to Twitter just to fight for you, Malik. <laughs> That's love. Well, yeah, all love, all love, all love. Let's go ahead and keep it pushing. Swaggy, Fessy, and Nelson all got red skulls. In your guys' opinion, does this new reincarnation of TYB, do you guys see them as a real legitimate threat going forward in the game? Almost half of all the competitors are out. Shit is starting to get live. They all got red skulls. Are they a threat? Becky, kick it off. Now that they have Fessy, who's actually a real hardcore competitor. Yeah, because Fessy seems to be able to actually not just get to the finish line, but cross it, which is what Nelson and Corey seem to have trouble with. They get right there and they just tank. 
Um, so I think Fessy has an overall, the way he plays, he's, he's an overall good competitor. So I think he really kind of puts them over the edge because I think he's definitely going to lift up their status with them. And Antonio. <laughs> I love that I mean, his face is stuck right there. Right? Uh, we all know how Antonio loves TYB. Gosh. Man, we're going to trip in to get you yeah, a proper right. internet oh, connection. Yeah, we need to get you a Wi-Fi extender or something. No, right? No, because no, I'm in. It's your location. We know. Yes, we know. my location because we're doing shit in my, where I usually record. Now I'm stuck in the basin where the Wi-Fi isn't the best. But, okay. I think Fessy is a big upgrade from Hunter. So whatever Nelson and Corey are doing, it's good for the long-term game. But once it gets to that final, they're fucking themselves over because they're putting a strong competitor with them in that final. But Fess is playing a great game this season. He made, made the moves that he had to make. And he's just chilling right now. He, I think he has a clear shot to the final. All right. So <laughs> I love the fact that you're in the basement right now. And Zach Calhoun probably got a boner thinking about a stand being in his mom's basement. Oh, <laughs> Zach was right about you. <laughs> you know what? Do you mean like, oh, I'm on vacation next week. Fuck. All right. The week after, I'll be back on the main floor. Oh, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. Um, if I had any clear for the other idiots that are listening. <laughs> well, no, no, no. All right. The other idiots that make comments. That I was going to say, wait, what? You're not talking about our <laughs> listeners like that. Anyway, straight up and Especially down. Especially not this your new girlfriend, Chrissy. <laughs> straight up and down, this reincarnation of, of TYB is most definitely, legitimately a threat. Um, first off, Nelson is an elimination beast. Corey, um, he, he's real athletic, but he's, he's, also very, he's also very physical. He's very right down the middle. And Fessy is a beast all the way around. So I think this, and, and right now, with those three guys, they are a legitimate threat, especially if they all stick together. In fact, it's kind of hard to see, and they all got rest goals. These guys might all make it to the final. They might really all make it to the final. I mean, I know things are going to get real dicey leading up into this, uh, in, into this final, but they can all really, really make it. I think that it would be better for most of the cast to make nice with those guys. Just real quick, it also depends on how many eliminations they have left. If there's only one, one or two left. One or two. I mean, there's only, what, two guys left that don't have one? So there's definitely one left, I would assume, that those two guys go at it. And then if maybe one more after, it's going to be fun to see who they throw in. Do they throw in, you know, the two layups in the final, or do they go with the two big guns, like a guy like Bananas and Fessy? Well, you also got to think how many people are actually going to make it to the final. On average, it's usually only four girls, four guys. If it's that. So there's a lot more Red Skull people out there than there are normal spots for the final. So is that just mean that they're going to start throwing Red Skull against Red Skull? Unless step one of the finals of Purge and like, all right, top four guys want to face two like they did in uh, Vendettas. All right, let's go move on to Casey and Nani. So Casey and Nani, they began real close, real flirty. Uh, a lot of the house got a lot of stuff to say, even though nothing really, nothing crazy really happened between those two. Anissa once again tries to warn Casey to be aware of how she comes off, how things look, and all this shit. Um, let me ask you guys a question. Is, is it time for Anissa to mind her own fucking business? Uh, she keeps getting involved in this. Is this the right thing for her to do? 
I think we all think that she's coming from a, a good place with it, but it doesn't really seem to be working. Antonio. All right. With this situation, I think Anissa's in the right because Casey is in a relationship. So I guess, you know, she's trying to help a friend out because you hate to see a relationship being ruined on national TV. Any other situation where it's just like just, just two friends, they're both single, then Anissa's in the wrong. But because Casey does have a girlfriend, and from what we're seeing on camera, it does it does look a little more than flirting. So I think Anissa is in the right spot. She's in the right thing. All right. And Becky? I think that if you're a good friend, um, you're going to try and warn your friend saying, hey, this is your first season. You've never really done this before. And editing is not kind. So maybe you should be more careful. Uh, I find it funny that now Casey's finally getting some camera time and she's not looking that <laughs> that good, in my opinion. No. Um, she's got not a, she's not getting a very good edit. So Anissa was very much right to be like, you need to be careful because those hugs and the way they were around each other were getting a little suspect. I'm not going to lie. If I was Casey's girlfriend, I would be pissed. Absolutely. Uh, if, you're, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you see stuff like that, it definitely looks uh, it definitely looks a little suspect. Let's go ahead and move on to the daily. Today's daily is called Blocked In. It's going to be a puzzle. And let me tell you something. I used to have a game like this on my phone. So as soon as I seen it, I knew exactly like I, I like I was already figuring it out. Yeah. Me too. Uh, what were some of your guys's favorite moments going on in that daily? Antonio. Uh, I don't know. I honestly, I, I kind of enjoyed Bailey taking over for her team. Actually, I enjoyed her stepping up because I feel like in her situation, it was, uh, I need to win to get to the Red Skull. And she stepped up big time. She, she said what she had to say. She got the job done for her team. Unfortunately, it was 13 seconds too late. But, you know, she's stepped up. And that's for a rookie. That's big. And Becky. I mean, you saw what happened when the other team was not, when the first team wasn't listening. You saw Jenny there like, I figured it out. You just got to go. And they're like, shut up. And Anissa would be like, they're like, shut up. Like the amount of time I heard shush towards any time. Was any- right. She was right. That back one had to get moved so they could move everything down and everything, and everything could align. She was 100% right. And even Jenny said that that's what she had been trying to say for like the first like 10 minutes and nobody would listen. And it's really interesting that everybody, all the gentlemen, i.e. Rogan, only listened when Johnny spoke up. He didn't want to hear it coming from a female. He wanted to hear it coming from another male. I'm just saying it's a little suspect. Absolutely. I think the girl should have been shown a lot more respect during this during this daily, uh, especially Jenny and Anissa. If they were listened to earlier, they wouldn't be in the situation that they're in. Um, you know, I, I know that these things can be highly stressful and you can see that Rogan obviously wasn't taking it the best way. Um, you, you know, and especially in those team things, you've got to be open to collaboration and to things moving together. I think they really shot themselves in the foot. Granted, Team 1 was able to get the win. Excuse me. And that was some real clever editing, by the way. It did look like Team 2. Yes, exactly. Like Team 2, we got it done so much faster. But you got to listen to those girls. You got to be able to take good advice. So, uh, good idea or bad idea? Did you think Rogan was the right person to actually be the one to make the calls? 
Because it seemed like they just came up with that and didn't really base it on anything. No. No. Really? This one has Rogan did good in any puzzle. If anything, you give it to Anissa. Anissa is known for being good at puzzles. Anissa and even Jenny. I was thinking. I was thinking. It's a female day too. Put it on. Put it on her hands. Exactly. Earlier this season, they they took a puzzle and they put it in Anissa's hand, and she did well. So why not do this again? I don't understand why they didn't. I was like, when they told said, oh, we're going to appoint point Rogan. I was like, Rogan, out of all people, like, he yeah, doesn't know saying, anything why? about puzzles. Like, he sucks at puzzles. I don't think I've ever seen him excel at them. Like, I don't understand what they were even thinking. They should have just chosen Anissa or Jenny, who are both a strong puzzle solvers. Well, even if so, Rogan's he's strong. He can move cars around. You want to put Anissa is probably the is the weakest, I would say, out of that team. So you make, I mean, when it comes to moving cars around, I would say she's she's the weakest out of the group. Nani. Uh, okay, all right. Nani, but, Nani has and, not and been Nani doing bad this season. But Nani or Anissa and puzzles. I rather take Anissa. So with that being with with that, make okay, Anissa, you do you figure shit out. We move it for you. But you know they won, so you can't really like. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> Despite the editing, Team One won. Are you questioning? Like, are you really questioning uh, if they actually won one? I'm very much questioning whether they won this episode. I'll be 100% honest. And they screwed themselves for that. Are you looking at something? To, is there something you want to you. tell us about? You're looking at me? Yes, because in the Zoom, if I look this way, I'm looking at you. And I if look I look this, this way, way, I'm looking at Antonia. No, I'm, I'm, I would be the other way. No, I'm looking. This I don't know. Yeah, I'm confused you, you have to now. turn and look the other way to be looking at me. Oh, okay. So this way. Yes. Now you got me all confused. We don't want to do this anymore. We're just going to confuse everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is more interesting than the episode. Let's go back at the house. So back at the house, Nani and Casey decide to target uh, Melissa and Bailey. You know, those two girls have been getting close, and now the game plans are really starting to come together. Uh, Casey approaches Bailey to disastrous results. Casey tries to tell her that, like, hey, I'm voting for Melissa to go in because Nani wants her because of the size. Uh, at this point of the game, who are you guys deciding to side with? Are you going with Casey? Are you going with Bailey? At this point of the game, at this point of the episode. Uh, before or after this I learned. Before. This is, this is, ba- this is Casey telling Bailey She's going to vote for Melissa because Nani wants her. Who oh, by the way, taking? Antonio said he got kicked out of the Zoom and is waiting in the waiting room, apparently. But anyway, my answer would be, honestly, I sided with Bailey. Even with everything that was going on, I was like, something's... Welcome back. Hey, hey, my Zoom Casey... I'm sorry about that. You're fine. You were just stuck like this. Becky's talking. But, uh... <laughs> but anyway, no, the way Casey was acting... And just basically like, oh, me and Bailey, you know, you know, you're, you know, barely friends kind of situation. I was like, what the fuck? You guys did, number one, a whole Big Brother season together. You guys came into this season together. Like, I don't understand. And it just seemed like she was mad that she was hanging up with hanging out with Swaggy. But that's her husband. I don't understand. They didn't exclude you. You could have gone and hang, hung out with them. You chose to not hang out with them. So really, whose fault is it? But. 
I understand where Bailey was coming from because she came in with the understanding that they had a big brother alliance and they had this understanding that we were all going to have each other's back. And Casey completely turned on her and decided to go after her little cuddle buddy, Nani, which I would be pissed. I'm like, I thought our friendship was more than that. But at the end of the day, you can't trust. There's no friendships in the challenge house. It's just one of those things. So I'm definitely riding with Bailey on this one. Her and Casey had a agreement going in. They were going to watch each other's back. Casey is dealing with this new female. And it seems to be voting her way. And her way is actually harming Bailey now. So at this point of the game, you're turning on Bailey. And I can see why she feels hurt in this situation, why she feels like you don't have her back. I do think Bailey may be taking a bit more personal, even though I do feel like she has every right to feel betrayed. I think the fact that she is taking it so personally, I think she could lighten up a little bit, but maybe this is just her, her personality. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek, Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. With this situation, I want to call back to a few seasons ago. And I'm going to get so much hate for this, and I, I just can't wait for it. Be careful. Oh, bring it on. So remember like a few seasons ago when um, this one female was sleeping with this, um, this male, and then she had to choose between that male and, you know, someone she's known for so many years oh my to take God. to the final? Oh, I mean, Le- uh, Leroy and Cara? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, bringing up Leroy. No, 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 no. So, so, on, you are 100% right. Now, I love Cara. I'm a big Cara fan, but you are right. I hated that shit. How dare you take him to the final? Leroy River, I hated that move. Hated they it so much. They had no alliance. They had no promises. Just because they were friends, there were no promises. Shut up. That's the same argument, though. It's not the same argument. Casey and Bailey had... They know each other the best. They've been a big brother together. Kyle, I mean, sorry, Cara and Leroy been on so many seasons together. They have history together. And they are friends. And, and they are friends outside of the show. Exactly my point. They and both, Kyle, Casey and Cara, both put their, you know, fun body in the house ahead of their real-life friendship. And yes, it's a challenge. It's a game. Looking forward to it. But 
both of them are basically helping their other person get to the final. But he openly stated that she wasn't his number one either. So let's Still, just be honest no, there. It doesn't matter. It was if you're complaining listen, about Listen, listen, I understand because I love Leroy. Carla Shut up. <laughs> I, bet, I, bet you, I bet you she regret that shit now. <laughs> oh, she does. She, she's openly stated she did. Yes, but no. yes. Always hated that move. But I'll be honest. I understand why Leroy was upset. I love Leroy. Everybody loves Leroy. But I understand what she did at the same time. I feel bad for Leroy, we, but I understood it. We all it. understand, but it does. It still doesn't make it right. Listen, okay, let me explain this to you. Leroy also, let me also say here. Wait, wait. Here Leroy. we go. Let me also explain here <laughs> that Bailey was the deciding vote for Casey to win her season. Had Bailey not voted for Casey, Casey wouldn't have won Big Brother. Casey already said that I don't feel like I owe her shit. And Leroy helped Cara so many times in the past. What? Leroy couldn't win shit. <laughs> I love Leroy, but he's not one of the people that are like, well, I'm going to protect Kara. What did he All do? What did he ever protect Kara? The All situations right. are very similar. Oh, cry, baby. All right. Cry All right. River. All right. All right. So shit is about to get even spicier. Let's go ahead and move on to nominations. And nominations, Melissa speaks first. She wants in. So does Bailey, even though she's not fighting as hard to get in. All the votes go around. Nelson backs up Bailey. Uh, who else backed up Bailey? Bailey uh, backed herself up. Uh, who who's the third vote? And Fessy. Fessy well, Fessy's in the middle ground for the new. But Fessy watched out. He said, we all came yeah. in with this agreement, and he looked out. The tiebreaker shit, which was so fucking orchestrated, because, uh, come on, if you're going just around the circle, like, come on. Well, how it did was, it jump to Fessy? I thought the same thing. Exactly. It was orchestrated, so she could be the decided vote. And she goes rogue. She votes for Melissa, giving Nani what she wants. Uh, it, it doesn't end well. Bailey has a panic attack, and, and the challenges are concerned, and, and so are we. Uh, we see a really nice moment. I know we shit on Kyle a lot, but we see a really nice moment of Kyle and Nelson, another person who hasn't gotten the most fav- favorable treatment from us, but both of these guys went in to check on her. And, and talk to her. Hey, hey, give credit where it's due. Those guys came in, they checked yeah. on her, and, and they wanted Nelson to see her do well. How did this panic attack, um, you know, right after nominations, make you guys feel? Uh, we all know it's a game. We know people get into their emotions. It runs wild. Uh, it did seem like a real serious moment in the middle of all of the, the silliness of what the challenge could be. How did it make you guys feel? Becky, let's hear it. Oh, God, I felt for her so much. Because you could just see how betrayed she felt. And, you know, the way she openly stated, she's like, I have two modes. I'm either going to cry or I'm going to freak out and flip out. So I feel that that's me in a nutshell. Like I'm either going to like if if I'm in a mood and you you've attacked me, I'm either going to cry it out. or I'm about to scratch your eyes out. So I'd rather cry than scratch your eyes out. So at the end of the day, I. I felt for her. I know that she was just so hurt and it hurts my heart to see how upset she was. Um, I think that a lot of the challengers didn't give it as much of a seriousness as it should be, except for Nelson and even Kyle, even though Kyle really wasn't involved. I feel like Nelson was bigger in it. And I'm, I'm actually really proud of Nelson because he really showed that he has a heart underneath all that crazy nelson craziness uh 
Yeah, I, I really agree with you. I think Nelson is so much deeper than what we have seen. And like Corey, I'm always looking, because he is so good at eliminations, I'm always trying to find a reason to like Nelson. And then Nelson does, you know, something crazy, like, he open his fucking mouth. And then it just makes it so much harder. Antonio, this panic attack, how did it make you feel? Um, uh, it sucked watching it. Like, I, I felt bad for Bailey. I, I just personally, I just think it should never got to that situation. I think Casey handled it very poorly. Casey should have just told Bailey straight up, look, Nani told me she wants to go in. I'm working with you. I'm working with Nani. I do not want both my alliance members to, to go against each other for my own game. So that's why I'm voting in Melissa. If she said that, I mean, we don't know if she did or didn't. The lot should happen off camera. I mean, not on air. But I feel like if Casey made that the main focal point, I don't think this would, I don't think Bailey would have broke down like that. It was just poorly handled. But I do feel bad for Bailey. I do understand like her feelings. Watch why why she's like panicking because like who knows? It might be the last female nomination. She put all of her trust in her friend. But yeah, but also give props to uh, Kyle and Nelson for just being there. Because in the challenge, I feel like in the bunker, especially this season more than ever, we're in that situation where you're locked from the outside. You you, don't, you can't get fresh air. Everyone's like they they all they're all there for each other m- more than we think. Okay, um, and I think that was a real interesting take. Maybe just um, chairs. Maybe just um, approaching it differently and coming from a different point of view could have changed exactly how how it turned out. Very good take. Very good take. Um, Thank you. And apparently, it happens uh, every every once in a while. All right. So Melissa gets the vote. She's going in. Bailey had a panic attack. Let's go ahead and move on to club night. Now, I was very surprised that Bailey dragged herself out to club night. Uh, I really thought that shit could have got, excuse me, shit could have got a whole, lot, a whole lot worse, but it didn't. Um, she, she talks to uh, um, Bananas, and she gets very petty. She goes, oh, yeah, she want to have a girl when she comes home. I don't got to close my lips. And, of course, Bananas is there stirring the pot, putting the battery in the back. I thought it wasn't a great look for Bailey. I thought it was being unnecessarily petty. I didn't think she really needed to go there. I understand how she's feeling right now, and I understand that she's angry. It wasn't a great look. I, I didn't really appreciate it. How did uh, Bailey and Club Night come off to you guys? I mean, I'm the queen of petty. <laughs> I don't think I'd do that. I don't think I'd try and ruin a relationship, but... I mean, I think honestly, the way it was edited, either way, Casey was going to get in trouble no matter what. I feel like right now, Casey might be having to talk to her girlfriend about what was happening in this house because it just looked very bad on on, on Casey. Um, I understand. I don't think Bailey was actually going to do it. I think all she was, she was just talking because she was upset. But I can't see Bailey being the type of person to go home and be like, I'm going to screw up your life. As much as she wants to talk about it, I think that's what people do. They're like just throwing, venting off steam. I think eventually she calms down and doesn't do it. Because I mean, obviously, from what I understand, Casey and her girlfriend are still together. And I highly doubt that, Kay- that Bailey actually did it. I don't think she would do it either. I think she just came. I think she was just really mad in the moment. And I know sometimes after that, you say, um, you know, really catty things. We all remember, you know, Cara's statement from earlier. 
uh, last season. So wasn't a great look. Probably probably isn't her proudest moment. But um, we're gonna get more into uh Casey and Bailey. Venting does cause a lot of issues. Do, do you want my answer to this? And the fact oh, that she vented to bananas is probably the worst <laughs> idea ever. I was trying to skip this, but why don't you go ahead and uh, jump in? Well, I just have, I just have a quick two little things. Okay. One, um, given the edit, I don't really think Bailey had to say anything after. And number two, if this whole D situation didn't happen, do you think we would have had the same edit for tonight's episode? Interesting question. Mm. Because once again, we had no D. Right. Um, so do you think adding D to this episode takes a lot away from that, or do they pull from other bullshit stuff? I think it does, because according to um, Challenge Mania, Bailey just did an episode over there. She said that D was very much part of this whole the house oh. turning on her. And um, I, yeah. Also, yeah. what I found interesting is that Johnny fucking Bananas is talking about how terrible the uh, isolation and the bunker fails and how it drives anybody crazy. And I'm sitting over there thinking like, yo, you are the king of attacking people who feels isolated. He has done it several times. First off, all right, and I, and I hate to have to keep going there, the island. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Just but, the island. At this point, let's, get, let's go. But also, <laughs> the ruins. Um, the whole incident with with uh Cheyenne. So, here goes a question: Are we seeing Johnny Bananas growth? Because he's been saying this for so long. I mean, I mean, but but I'm saying this: <laughs> he has displayed this pattern of behavior in the past, but he is showing that he understands what it feels like to be on the other side, and it's a negative thing. And he's not really feeding into it, even though he's stirring the pot a little bit. I don't know. What's your take on, on, on Johnny Bananas after this? I, I say season after season. He matures as, he's got, as, he, as he moves on in the game. Because he's one of the few challengers that's been on the show for over a decade. He's, he sees himself on TV basically every season. He sees how he acts. And especially with social media acting is stronger more, now more than ever. He has to make, he, it's helping him mature in that way. You know what I'm trying to say? All right. Because with this shit with the island, <laughs> that was, he had to change his like his like mindset of the game the next season. Now he's like easing into a more mature mindset. And it oh, took like 15 all right, years. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Take banana's dick at your mouth. Becky, what's your take? Uh, I honestly think that bananas hasn't changed. I think he just sees everybody else having drama and is just, just enjoying in it. Now, you can say that he did have, I mean, the last few seasons, he did have a lot of targets on his back and a lot of enemies, you know, with everything from Final Reckoning and, you know, vendettas and everybody just turning on him. And it kind of, I kind of see where he's like, I need to lay low because I'm trying to win this season. And I think that's what he learned. He learned to stir the pot quietly and to stay off in the distance and just not be involved. Because at the end of the day, he still went off and told Casey exactly what Bailey told him. 
So it wasn't a situation where he kept it to himself and just trying to comfort a friend and I'm here for you and I understand what it means to be isolated. He went to Casey and was like, I heard that she said y'all were all up in the bed together having the relations. So oh, come on, good board. I'll tell you what though, Johnny Bananas had, had a shitload of more growth than uh, Jordan did. That's the tea. Wait, can we, can we just talk about how excited Nelson got when he had the idea of um, Casey and Nani in his head? No. You call me a child. <laughs> oh, because he we can all is a definition of a child. Didn't we just have this conversation? Yo, turn the mic down a little bit. Damn. I, I got excited. Sorry. Well, Jesus. because he's talking about two ladies. Uh, <laughs> <tricks>. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's go ahead and move into Casey versus Bailey. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek, Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. Aw, babe, just a few. (laughs) All right, I guess I can't blame you. Pass me some, too. (laughs) The smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks, only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Now, I don't want to get into all of the small, minute details. We all seen the episode. Several clips have come out that Casey and Bailey were close. The thing about it is, I think where the disconnect comes in is the way Bailey said it to some people, they took it to be more serious. Because Bailey was like, yeah, we slept together. At no point did I assume that they... Or however, however, however that works. You have to do that. You don't have to make motions. My fault. In my head, I'm just like, tricks. Ladies. But, uh, so but, gross, um, God. Uh, Too much no, testosterone. At no point, this is my bad. At no point when she did that, did I think it meant that. I think when people heard that, they took it as that. And I think that's where the big mis- uh, disconnect came from. You know, Casey's like, oh, she said we slept together. And, I, you know, what I took, like, she didn't mean that in that way. But I'm sure some people in the house took it that way. And everything, a lot of things got lost in, in uh, translation. Overall, whose side are you taking in this? Everything has come out. Bailey said about their relationship, why she's hurt. She's flashing everybody. This is right before elimination. When it's all said and done, who are you siding with? Pick a side if you have one. 
Sorry, um, guys, sorry, sorry for the hand gestures. Uh, I, my bad, I got carried away. Chicks. <laughs> Chrissy's like, Chrissy, we really didn't. That is going to be a running joke on this podcast. Just somebody going, ha ha, chicks. <laughs> and I'm the only girl on here. Damn it. This right? is the way, Mickey, this is the way of are life. You? But uh, go ahead, Becky, take it away. Who are you side um, with, Bailey or Casey? The way Casey reacted seemed suspect uh you know you think with a it's a it's a phrase me think the self protestus too much so is that that latin (laughs) (laughs) i think somebody protests a little bit too much when you when somebody's too defensive and they're too out there like no this never happened and i don't know what you're talking about and you're such a liar when honestly bailey hasn't done anything this season to make me feel like she's ever lied about anything so, like, she's always been straight up forward and she's never been afraid to tell you to your face, this is how I'm feeling. I don't see Bailey as a liar. Now, could things have been misconstrued because people have dirty minds and they think, oh, sleeping together equals, you know, sexy times and, you know, motions and chicks. Ooh, chicks. <laughs> but, uh, we got to stop this because we're better than this. At least I, at least I hope we are. but i mean i think at the end of the day people have dirty minds and people automatically want to jump to the furthest most extreme conclusion that they were like making the relations when that's not really what was happening but at the end of the day bailey felt close to casey and she felt betrayed and casey got so defensive that it made me feel like she was hiding something like she really did feel guilty about what she did to bailey that now she has to make her a liar and this wasn't true and we really weren't that close chrissy stop it's hard for me to focus when i look over and i see scissors but anyway <laughs> but that's what i have to say about that i think honestly i'm 100 percent queen bailey and um i think that at the end of the day she looks better in this edit than casey it does Okay, and Antonia, really? Wait, you think you think Bailey got the better edit? Uh, in this particular situation, yes. Interesting take. Even Bananas. though the thing is, is unfortunately they they did give her the angry black girl edit, which I hate because yes. she's not. And you see her trying to hold it back. Yeah, and, and let me tell you something. White people would never understand the the amount of the amount of watching what we say and watching how we come off and being careful about how we act around certain people. We got to switch it up sometimes. And it fucking sucks. That Which is, is sad. It is. But it's how it goes. Maybe a little bit of civil discourse will get us there and save us all. Go, Jordan. <laughs> Antonio. I don't know where I stand with the situation because... I've seen Big Brother 20 in the last month, I think. And honestly, I didn't get that vibe between the two of them. I think with them, they were always on the opposite side of the house, like working against each other. So I never really got the sense of them, you know, being that friendly. Also, like, I do understand why Casey was being defensive because she had a girlfriend while filming Big Brother, I believe. So... If you have a girlfriend and at the time and someone making claims that, you know, you're sleeping with someone, whether if it's just cuddling or, you know, chicks. Uh, chicks. 
<laughs> it's 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 a tough situation for both of them. Uh, I don't I don't know. It's it's tough because like, dude, no one really knows like Bailey's true emotions. Maybe Bailey did have a crush on Casey, and yes, I know like what it's like to like someone and have your heart broken, and then you fall for your next option. So like, it's it's a tough situation for both of them. Are you saying Swaggy was her next option? Well, she said she slept with Casey night one, and she didn't be Swaggy they, night one. They cuddled in bed. Okay, night you know one. what I'm trying to say. Mr. Casey, Casey was her first choice. Swaggy was her first male choice. Um, but I, it's just a weird situation. I think the edit didn't really benefit anyone. I think they both look bad, honestly. And, but they also both look good in a way, like for them sending up for themselves and stuff like that. So I'm very indifferent with this. Yeah. So that's how you really feel about it? I guess, yeah. <laughs> And you know what? Chicks. Chicks. <laughs> See, that could be me and Myrtle right now. Oh. Shut up. You get no, COVID I, or something I, I, I else. I work my magic, so. <laughs> Next week. Ew. <laughs> the luckiest thing you end up getting out there is COVID. Right? Hey, and coming back with something else. Exactly. Other diseases, like you know, that shouldn't be something you aspire to, uh, Antonio. Not. I'm just joking. See, I'm just joking. I'm having a good time right now. Okay? Yeah, okay, I'm very upset, so I'm trying to just cheer myself up a little bit. But let's throw some jokes here and there. Okay, sorry. Well, I hear us whining. So it is definitely time to get into this elimination. Nani calls herself down. Calls herself down. She is going to go against. Queen Melissa and Princess Vienna. <laughs> yeah. So, Nani didn't get that one. Another one for the books. What did you make of tonight's elimination? What were your favorite moments? What were your worst moments? Uh, tell me. Go ahead, Antonio. Oh, God, get your hairy armpit out of our eye. Sight. So make fun of me. Um, my favorite moment is Vienna getting her first challenge elimination oh. win. And I still <laughs> see you on Twitter being like, "There are two extra hands in God, just, I mean, just like bananas, always got to make the fucking pregnancy joke <laughs> that clockwork. And honestly, I think I think they might have tweeted at the same time, almost like they had pre-planned it. No, no, I'm very <laughs> mad at him right now. Actually, oh, he stole my tweet. Oh. So he, anyway. I, so he tweeted something about Paul D and Vinnie McKinnick commercial, and I commented saying they have more airtime than D. You know, like twenty minutes later, he makes the same tweet I did. I'm like, oh, hey, 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 thanks, hey, hey. He, he elimination, man, elimination. I'm sorry, but anyway, <laughs> would you like me to describe? Okay, uh, no, go ahead and continue, Antonio. You never actually finished your comment. Just made oh, it. so about, about Vienna. Okay, so Vienna getting a first elimination win. Great moment. Um, that's pretty much it. That's it. Just Vienna getting her win. This, this this elimination wasn't really exciting. It was pretty much like back and forth it was the whole time. Very exciting. You they know? were pretty much tied <laughs> through through three skulls. Yeah. And okay, but like this, it wasn't like it wasn't suspenseful. It was just like straightforward. All right, they both got a skull three in a row. Melissa got one outside of the ring. Listen, uh, everything can't be Hallbrow. It can't all be Hallbrow. I know. 
I know, I know, I know. Well, you hear him over there. Now it makes it sound even more boring. Like his take on it made me take a nap. Hey, Hey. take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I loved watching just looking at Melissa and she was getting all like savage. Like this was the Melissa from Vendetta's that was kneeing Sylvia trying to win that elimination. This elimination was in Vendetta's, wasn't it? Yes, with Jordan a similar one. and Ammo. A similar one. Jordan probably called Ammo name halfway through. From what I heard, there was more than that. But anyway. There, there's no um, proof of that happening during the elimination. I was making a joke. For and context, from what I heard, actually. Some people swear to God, if you don't give them context, then they're fucked up. Just go on. I can keep going on about these motherfuckers. We can even talk about the Daily. The Daily actually reminded me of Battle of the Seasons uh, with Coral and The Miz and all of them when they had to do the shifting of the gears and none of them knew how to drive stick. And it was the exact same kind of challenge, except for instead of having to push the cars, they had to drive the cars. Yes. And, 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 and I so. love how it showed how difficult it is for some people to park. Exactly. Ain't that the truth? But anyway, uh, but yeah, no, this elimination, uh, I like seeing it. You got to see the savage, uh, you know, Melissa, who was really getting down and dirty and she was not going to lose. And I was super excited to see it. Um, You know, watching Nani kind of like I was as much as she was hyped up. I just don't think she she has it in her to fight in these eliminations. It's almost like she gets defeated before she even goes in. 100%. Um, I don't hate Nani. I just think Nani comes always for the vacation and to relax, have fun, and drink. And God knows, uh, doing these challenges have to be fun, even though she cries into a bubbling mess almost every time and falls in love with a boy who should have a whole bunch of shit with Nani. But overall, for being on the challenge, I like her. The challenge needs people like Nani. She'll never win one, but uh, I like Melissa. I like her a lot. Um, and I think you're 100% right, Becky. I think Nani doesn't have that switch to turn it on and get vicious to do whatever it takes to get the job done. Um, you know, skill, uh, skill, you could take skill, you could take uh, cardio and conditioning, you could, t- you know, how prepared somebody is. In the street fight, you could take, sometimes, you could take all of that and put it out the window. And sometimes the person who's going to win is a person who's willing to do what the next person won't. And Nani doesn't have that. She doesn't have that killer instinct. You know, she'll complain a lot. She'll, she'll get loud. She'll put down her handbag. She'll get real sassy with you. But when it comes down to it, she ain't got it. She's not, you know what it is? Give her a cup of noodles before the elimination. So she's not built for it. She's not built like that. Melissa is. See? Nani reminds me a lot of like the Mets. They'll start off. They'll they'll start <laughs> off the season okay. great. They'll have a good line. They'll have numbers on their side. They'll do whatever. Start the season great. Midway through, they'll fall off. Then they'll find a way to bounce back. When it comes to like, oh, playoffs are coming, they just fall apart. And that's how Nani is in the elimination. She'll, she'll get there. She'll end up losing like a last. Yeah, yeah. Let nice. go on. Let them go on. to you. I understand what you're saying 100%. Yes, yes. Thank the mental trash and always falls apart. I know, I know. I'm, 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 I'm not going to give you too much shit for the Mets. Uh, I really, I loved how close it was through the first couple. They were tied up. It was looking good. 
Um, Melissa ended up getting one inbounds. Nani got one out of bounds, so that puts Melissa up. And things get really, really uh, chippy. Um, you know, for somebody who's been in so many eliminations, I really expected Nani to pull out and do a bit more, but she just, she just didn't have it in her. And so Melissa gets the win. She gets a red skull. How do you guys feel about Nani's season this year? Antonio. I think it, I think she had a great season. It just, you know, the end just fucked her over. I think going into the season, it was, it was mostly in her favor. She had good numbers on her side. She had Kayla and Jenna. I mean, yes, they couldn't win as much, but this format kind of helped her in a way because they're only required to go into one elimination about. But I don't know. I think she just put herself in a bad position because she should have went in early instead of later. Because it was just a bigger pool. I think Nani loses today regardless, whether it's Melissa or Bailey, she loses. And she basically fucked herself over. And that's pretty much how Nani ends up every season by fucking and herself right over. Right before the final, I mean, if you had to count how many people lose within two episodes of, of the final, two to three episodes, Jesus Christ, she gotta be up there. Her and Anissa. Bananas always too, doing it. Bananas always makes it to the end. If this makes it to the final, he'll lose a few episodes before the final. Not the last couple of seasons. I was gonna say well, last couple of seasons he was out the first or second. When he's when he doesn't Get yeah, early. Yeah. Bananas get washed so much. He had to team up with Wes. He's like, "Yo, son, we 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 be getting washed. <laughs> we gotta stop this. Let's join forces." <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Nanny has three wins and nine losses. Oh my god! When baby said a picture like, "Up, oh, maybe the challenge just isn't for you," I was like, "Whoo." Muy caliente. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, she was like, karma. And I was fact, like, she, oh, yes. she must feel so good. So good. Um, honestly. Becky, what's your take on 90s seasons so far this year? Oh, God. She just made herself look like a crazy person this season. Like a portion of it was just so boring and you just wanted to take a nap, which was her trying to hook up with Casey every five minutes. And then her decision to fight people with noodles in her hand. Uh, that's the really only exciting thing she really did this season. Um, oh, man, I totally forgot about Asif, too. Oh, yeah. Asif was gone the first yeah. day. It didn't even matter. So this Nani reminded me a lot of free agents mm. Nani. Tragedy. No. Free she agents Nani up, was flirted. so much stronger. She hooked up. She flirted. She got wins when needed. But the only thing that stopped her this season was elimination. Take away that. Let's say she goes against an early. And, uh, I can't talk right now. Let's just say she goes in elimination early against any female. Or if Jenna or Kayla give her the win. Nani is set this season. Her give only her major competition this season, I feel like, is Jenny. What? So you're when saying that final, people yeah. gave people their win? When it comes to a final, I think. It's Jenny is top tier. Maybe D, but I, I, I don't see her, you know, last in that And then everyone else is that middle Here's tier. Here's sad. Nani's best chance was against Melissa, and I don't think there's a single person there that Nani could beat in elimination. Um, now? Generally. I'm, I'm talking about, like, now. Oh, oh now, yeah. Um, I think Nani could beat Anissa in this. Maybe I don't think I don't think it needs that quick. Maybe if the right situation, 
uh, presents but itself. But Anissa has a body on her. Anissa's got a lot more weight Fact. on her. I don't... Uh, so I don't see... But, and the flip it, I don't, I don't know. I can't see Nani winning against Anissa at all. Nothing to do with speed, but sheer power. She would overpower her. Well, um, Nani has more weight on Melissa, and Melissa won. I think this simulation is more about agility than anything. You have quick feet, quick hands, get yourself around the person's body, and you have it. I mean, I, I mean, whatever. I mean, anything could happen. You never know. Anything can happen when you believe. But apparently, Nani didn't because she lost. But anyway, All right. Um, that's going to wrap it up so for us. I know this is where <laughs> we usually mean. get into uh, Tyler's power rankings, but we're going to go ahead and just address it on Twitter. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com to pick up all of your LWC podcast gear. We definitely appreciate it. Helps keep the lights on around here. Make sure you visit thechallengegear.com and pick up all of your customizable and and uh, challenger gear. And we also got all the cast challenger gear. So we got all of that shit at thechallengegear.com. Make sure you visit Manscaped.com, our sponsor, and pick up the lawnmower 3.0. Give your uh, give your nut give give your nut hairs a nice fade. <laughs> get that and get that set up. Uh, look, Becky over there with her love word challenges gear at shop.lwcpodcast.com. That's gonna do it for us. Bananas. Wait, I have one I have one question. What's that? You if you had to get rid of one thing on this podcast. Chicks or Josh trying to get what I'm Pick one. Easy. Easy. Aww. Easy. I never give up Josh trying to fuck Amanda. Aww. You remember that time that Josh tried to fuck you know Amanda? When people and go to failed? sleep and they play like, you know, the ocean sounds or forest sounds and stuff like that. I'm very upset. I just play Josh trying to fuck Amanda and her turning him down. On repeat. Well. Anyways. <laughs> with the whining, with the crying, with yes, the baby with crying the baby sounds crying that you added to it. That is just oh my god! That is, that's everything that's great about America. Uh, that's pretty much all I have. <laughs> Besides that, um, like I said earlier, we don't be trying to beef too much with other people who do podcasts. We are all working hard to put out challenge content. We all have our own views. We all feel how we feel. Let's try not to bring each other down. But most importantly, keep a fucking name out your mouth, straight up and down. Stop saying my fucking name. Facts. Stop taking shots. Easy. There's no Have me on for Twitter it. next time. Say what's up. At no, me, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> don't at me don't talk to me I'm not interested in the conversation just stay on the other side we over here with it and that's it bananas close us out <sighs> alright alright another great episode posters I hope you enjoyed it make sure you stay updated by following us on twitter and instagram at LWC podcast that's where you at us okay Whew. join us up on facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges also, join our discussions on Reddit under the challenge subreddit at LWC Podcast. Also, check our website at lwcpodcast.com. Make sure when you listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, give us five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, subscribe. Have a great day, Podsters. Peace!
25 years ago, phones weren't smart yet, and people still said, fax it to me. The internet has changed a lot since 1996, but that's the last time comprehensive internet regulations were passed. That's why Facebook wants updated internet regulations to set clear guidelines for addressing today's toughest challenges, protecting privacy, enabling safe and easy data portability between platforms, and more. Learn more about why Facebook supports updated internet regulations at about.fb.com regulations. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Get a $22 shell gift card with a Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Purchase. Ends 31421. Terms apply. Details at Pennzoil.com slash oil change offer.